minds in the game hosted by adam camilleri art of war down under hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome to this episode 80 of the art of war down under podcast my name as always is adam camilleri i'm joined by an auspicious gentleman a guy who like a salmon swims upstream it has not been halted will not be stopped his name is Kyle Grundy. He is the current reigning, defending number one tower player in the world as of the end of the 2021 season. Um, hello, my man. How you doing? Welcome. I'm not bad, Adam. What an intro. Thanks for that. Yeah, <laughs> I'm doing good, man. Never been referred to as a salmon, but hey, first time for everything, man. <laughs> I thought it was I thought it was pretty apt uh, because, yeah, you're a gentleman who's managed to do quite well with probably the equal worst faction in ninth edition so far i think i think you're down in the bottom there's a couple of chaos space marine options down there with you you know wallowing around in the bottom of the pile with a few other bits and pieces well they'll, but be, dude, at, you, they'll be at the bottom pile until they get two wounds eh uh, that's that uh, yeah but dude firstly congratulations well done on um on winning that and addition to that you, you managed to clinch that by going undefeated at the nottingham um super major right yeah yeah that's right some say i did quite well uh yeah i did um four wins and a draw and it was versus custodes a 91 91 draw hell of a game wow it was nice, awesome dude. yeah congratulations how does, how does it feel to was that was that your goal and this, this season was to become number one tower or was it just some, something you kind of fell into and rolled with well um it was a goal yeah because i think um from the very beginning of the season um i wanted to get top tower after the previous season coming fifth and I wanted to be yep. in top 20 in the UK and top 100 in the world. So I set myself a clear goal. And I only play Tau, uh, 40k. I don't play any of their armies. So it's my one true love. Absolutely love them. Um, and I wanted to do well and prove a point. So I think I proved that point. And that's what the one goal was, was to um, play a game with an underpowered army and prove that it's actually not just about having the most powerful faction. And I think I've done that. Dude, well done. I uh, I tried and failed to do something similar myself, so definitely respect the hustle. Uh, did much better than I did with my Black Templars when I tried something similar in eighth. Um, tell us a little bit about what that journey was like, because it's not an easy thing to do to like essentially be playing in the deep waters with the sharks whilst you know rubbing yourself with pig's blood, so to speak. <laughs> so what was that? What was that experience like for you? Just kind of trudging through the mire. Uh, I really enjoyed it. And I'll tell you a couple of reasons why. Um, I am, hands on heart, I'm guilty of uh, my past sins, you know, Riptide, Drone City, um, <laughs> and having like a powerful army that really you don't need to worry about the core mechanics of the game because you can just roll loads of dice and abuse certain mm. rules and win games like that. Um, but it doesn't yep. really advance you as a player. So, you know, when we transitioned from Riptide City and Drone City into the Psychic Awakening, we had some new tools to play with, you know, the Farsight Enclaves, the Crisis Suit Build, the Breaches, uh, and then Ninth Edition came and kind of slapped us around a bit. You know, got rid of the fall back and shoot with fly, all that kind mm. of stuff. So it massively changed the game uh, for Tau players. Um, so we had to focus on other things. And the things that I focused on were, you know, the primary game, learning yep. core rules, you know, movement shenanigans, using charge phases, you know, piling in, consolidating, that kind of thing, and looking for ways to interact that your opponent might not kind of predict. 
So that's that kind of primary focus for me. And the second one was basically Tau are absolute beasts at the secondary game. So most mm. games I was going into, I was scoring 43 to 45 every game because Dude, well, set secondaries wow. uh, to the last. Yeah. Your Riptide, which jump shoot jumps with the Nova yep. boost of 2d6 move. Yep. Big unit and nine crisis suits going, yeah, you ain't going to touch us. And then a cold yeah. star going, uh, you ain't going to touch us because you ain't killing that unit. <laughs> yeah. Well, you got you to kill through the nine suits to get to him. Uh, exactly. And the nine suits are like a bunch of, bunch of iridiums and a bunch of drones and a bunch of, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so it, it was really interesting that you said that you get the, 40, the 45 on the secondaries because that was the necessity, right? Because mm. nothing you did anymore... From the previous build, the the Riptides and the the drone build, none of none of what that did got you meaningful amounts of points. So you had to pivot into this new build that was a bit more dynamic and had to play the game. And that was the issue when you made the old cab tower book have to play the game, have to play the board, as in play the primary. It just got eaten alive, especially mm -hmm. by the by how killy the current game is. Because while like the while the you know the Ion Tide and the the Crisis team killed stuff well mm. you had to pump a bunch of resources a bunch of cp and nothing else did anything like nothing else did anything i remember play, I, I played tau like with my I, my dark angels deathwing army when dark angels first came out and i'm like i was losing three terminators a turn to a whole a whole tower shooting phase mm. and i was like this is this is fine um, you know that kind of crazy stuff uh so yeah that's some some of the fundamental stuff had to change um I'll tell you guys a little bit about Art of War Dan Under, and then we'll jump into this review, because this is the first half of the Tower Codex review, guys. It's going to be really cool, and I'm really excited for this one, because this book is actually, I think, phenomenal. Um, but Art of War Dan Under is primarily a review-based podcast. Whenever we have new content to review, we'll be reading it cover to cover for your listening pleasure, and we'll be discussing it at, at nauseam as we go. Um over on part, this is a two-part podcast, of course. The first part coming out lovingly for you guys Tuesday mornings at uh, 5 a.m. Um, Eastern Standard Time or Pacific Standard Time. I can't remember. And then part two is for subscribers only. Either either you can jump on and get that goodness over on Patreon, search for Art of War Down Under, or you can find us over on theartofwar40k.com where you can purchase the second part of this podcast in addition to the second part of all the other wonderful and amazing Art of War content podcasts for one nice lump sum. Part two of this one, we have a list review that's been sent in by our viewer. We have a bunch of questions and we have a bunch of discussion on what these first press competitive tower builds will look like. We're going to talk, you know, what's the first point of call for brand new competitive tower players, people looking to, to dip their toe in and see if they like the waters. Um, and we're going to talk about some fringe builds, which you may see, you know, should we have meta shifts or should we get like get spicy and just want to bring a whole army of crew? <laughs> um, so, <laughs> but Kyle, tell us the tale of, uh, or, or so first, give us your first impressions of this book how do you what's your gut check feel of, of where it's at i think it's really strong i think it's finally given us a codex like uh, it's the best one that they've done so far it's given us plenty of tricks loads of stratagems that we can use and actually all of the units are playable um so we're going to have a very kind of diverse field of different tower lists uh, and you could if you just love crew if you love fire warriors guess what there's a build for that there's lots of spicy stuff in it and i'm really excited to kind of play test uh, loads of different variants and different combos i'm really excited awesome man absolutely fantastic for those following along at home we will be starting this review with the detachment abilities on page 55 now all right i'm gonna I, i've played one game with this book 
funnily enough. And yes, for those who know my history with Tau, that is like a cardinal sin by my by estimation. My tale with this faction has not been a joyous one. I took it to WTC in 2019, and I didn't do so well. I got a three. I went three and three, which you know it's a, it's respectable. But uh, I needed to do better for my team, and so I have refused to play them until now. Um, and I played them on stream um, over on the Dice Check um, channel. If you guys want to go check that out on Twitch, you can see me just with a slap together tower sept list with a storm surge just rolling for the lulls versus custodies. It was actually a really fun game. But go check that out, guys, if you're so interested. Detachment abilities, man. Give us the TLDR here. What do we need to know? Okay, so the detachment abilities. Um, so when you run through the beginning, it's effectively saying that Tau Empire detachments gain the cadre command ability. Um, <laughs> you've got you can include a maximum of one commander per detachment, yep. like the old codex. With the only exception is that Farsa enclaves can have two commanders. Um, you've got. Tau Empire units, in excluding Tau Auxiliary units in Tau Empire detachments, gain the Sept Tenants ability. Troops units in Tau Empire detachments gain the objective secured. Um, just a note on that, um, it doesn't mean that just because you have troops in Farsal Enclaves, you don't get objective secured. You do. Um, the only thing with Farsal Enclaves, as we know already, ethereal models cannot be taken. Mm. Mm, which is fluffy. Well, it makes sense. Yeah. Is that, is that actually a big hit? Because the Ethereals have gotten a, a huge rework. They're essentially um, chaplains. And I just want to say, Swish, I called that like uh, 18 months ago, saying, well, I bet you they turned Ethereals into chaplains. And <laughs> yeah, they absolutely did. Um, I'd say yes and no. Now, there is a thing where you can take an allied Sept world and still have Ethereals in Farsa Enclaves because it's, mm-hmm. it's a weird chart thing and it's, a, it's something that they've missed, but you could take a Farsight allied uh, army and have Ethereals in it but not have two commanders. But what I would say is that the Farsight Enclaves army has a brutal Septenum, which we'll get onto later. So I think it swings in roundabouts. Yes, you don't get the yeah. chaplain abilities of the Ethereal and there's some awesome powers, don't get me wrong. But for those Farsight lovers, which I am, um, I'm not too worried because you can lean into the Farsight way of playing and be hyper-aggressive, um, and I think that kind of pays off. Um, so, like I said, swings and roundabouts. Mm, fair enough. Um, the one, So the one commander per detachment, that's kind of a layover from their in, in like Index 8th Edition Sins, where everyone was taking like seven... You know, uh, missile pod commanders in the same <laughs> army, and then just then just drones and just ruffle shooting people off the table like turn one. So I think that, but that's that's thematic. I mean, almost everybody has a restriction like that now. And it's funny enough that Tau was kind of the first book to have that built in or to have that like uh, caveat placed on them, and now it's kind of for everybody. So the Sep's just saying that you get a wall of trait, you get stratagems, you get signature systems, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I'm going to tell you guys about the Tau Sept, the whole package, and then we're going to discuss it as one because. Wonderfully, GW is. I like this format. When you get when you look at your, your sept, you get the whole package in one go. You don't have to jump pages. So the tower sept. What do you get? What's their sept tenant? Each time a unit with this tenant is selected to shoot or fight, you can reroll one hit roll or one rune roll. Add three to the range of abilities models if this tenant have to a maximum of twelve. And then each time model with this tenant, it notes a invocation that is not an aura or uses an ability in your command phase that requires specific range. Add three inches to that. So that's for you know Shadow Sun's chapter master. That's for the the ethereal's goodness. Their warlord trait is uh, a five-up feel-no-pain on the Warlord. So if you had a Crisis Suit Command or um, 
whatnot, you could be quite more durable. Their signature system, which is kind of, I guess you could say their, <laughs> their relic, it is, um, is add two to the bearer's move, and once per battle round, uh, when the bearer is selected as a target of a charge, if it is not within engagement range of any enemy units, it can use this relic. If it does, it can make a normal move. Till the end of the phase, the bearer cannot fire Overwatch or set to defend, and your opponent can then select new targets for the charge. That is like trolley, trolley, service raiders goodness. And then you've got Focus Fire for this strat, which is 2 CP. And I think this hasn't changed really. Use this strategy in the shooting phase when an enemy model loses wounds as a result of an attack made by a tower set model from your army. To the end of the phase, you pay 2 CP, and everyone else gets plus 1 to wound against that target. Tell us about this package, man, because that seems pretty <laughs> well fleshed out. So I'm giggling to myself because if we go to the signature system, the Vectred Maneuvering Thrusters, in the mm -hmm. old book, it was Cold Star only. Now, have you noticed uh, yes. that it doesn't say Cold Star? So no, I'm, I'm loving that I could put Vectred Maneuvering Thrusters on a Kadra Fireblade on foot. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just got like Mario booster boots and just like, nope, yeets out. That'd be <laughs> hilarious. hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, it's um, good. I like it. I like the um, I like the free hit roll and the wound roll. I think that if bumping up that efficiency is brilliant, especially mm -hmm. for units if you're taking things like uh, Riptides that don't have the core keyword, being able to give it that kind of one uh, hit roll and one wound roll to re-roll, it's brilliant. Um, the Focus Fire Stratagem used to be, I believe, 3 CP in the old book. Now it's 2. Um, and obviously, as you notice, it's core and things like broadsides are core as well, so you can really get the most bang out of your book with that stratagem. I think it's strong. The mm -hmm. extension to aura abilities is huge, especially with the bodyguard uh, aura of three. Now yeah. it becomes six. Yeah. So there's some real nice tricks that you can do with that extensive aura, especially with Shadow Sun, which we'll get onto later on. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I think it's strong. I think you're going to see a lot of Tau Seps coming back. I, yeah, I think it's handy as well. And we, we've seen that like the, the pseudo master artisans on these high-impact single or two-shot weapons is actually pretty good. Like, if mm -hmm. you want to take your uh, rifle sights or your hammerheads, I think this is, like, the no-brainer. Yeah. Um, all right, your turn to read. Tell us the whole Volar package, yeah. and we'll discuss. Viola. So the uh, Septenant is strike fast. So at the start of your first turn, for each unit from your army that is wholly within your deployment zone, until the end of the turn, add two to the move characteristic of models in that unit. You can reroll advance rolls and charge rolls made for units with this Septenant. So the Warlord trait is Academy Luminari. So while the Warlord is on the battlefield, each time you spend a command point to use a Tau Empire Strategic Ploy or Tau Empire Wargear Stratagem, roll 1d6 on a 3+, plus. that command point is refunded. So the signature oh. system, uh, Automated Armored Defenses, Commander Model Only. At the start of your shooting phase, roll 1d6 on a 2-4, to four, the closest enemy unit, within 18 inches and visible to the bearer suffer one mortal wound on a 5+, plus. the closest enemy unit within 12, and visible to the bearer suffers D3 mortal wounds. So I will just say one thing on this one. I'm expecting, mm -hmm. what is it, on a 2 to 4? Yeah, sorry, on a 2 to 4, you suffer one mortal wound on a 5+, plus. the closest enemy unit within 12 inches suffers D3 mortal wounds. Then the stratagem, hot-blooded. Um, this is one from the old codex. So use this stratagem in your shooting phase when a Valora unit from your army is selected to shoot until the end of the phase. Each time a model in that unit, excluding drone models, makes an attack, that target is the closest eligible target. On an unmodified wound of a six, inflicts one mortal wound on the target in addition to any normal damage to a maximum of six mortal wounds. So Okay. okay. Um I don't, I don't mind this, but it feels, it feels like it's let down by the. Uh, is the signature system any good? That seems pretty weak to me. Um, you know what? 
it can add up because, and I'll tell you why. Um, let's say I don't know a character's in the middle of the board and objective, and they've got a bodyguard mm-hmm. unit uh, hiding oh, in. That can pick out true. because it doesn't yeah. follow the normal rules. So over mm-hmm. time, you could potentially force a character to either retreat away or outright yep. kill him. So I think it has some very unique plays. I wouldn't say it's brilliant. But I would say that it's crafty. You know what I mean? Yeah. You can yeah. definitely catch someone out with that. What do you think of the, the package as a whole, mate? Um, I'm a little bit like meh. It's all right. Yeah. It's nice, mm. but nothing overpowered. I think the extra two movement could be really nice for, let's say, a big unit of crisis suits with an ability yeah. that we'll go on to later about the Cold Star. You can really get up the field quickly. But I genuinely feel that compared to some of the other steps, it's not fantastic. Yeah, I was about to say, like, it doesn't feel like it increased. Like, the the real buy-in, I think, is the strat, like mm. the strat and the warlord trait, so to speak. Actually, I was going to ask you about the warlord trait. Are there any like really like bread and butter mother's milk kind of um, strategic ploy or war gear strats that you'll be using like every turn in order to guarantee you'll get uh, like a CP oh, 100%. usage out of that? Hundred percent. Yeah, well, all all of the fire warrior ones, pretty much. Um, Beautiful. Well, that's perfect. <laughs> you've got um, the. Let me just go to the stratagems. So you've got like breach and clear. Um, yep. You know, one CP, breach team. Um, you get to ignore, ignore their cover wounds, and yeah. reroll yeah. the wound rolls. You got relentless <laughs> full aid, which is basically just <laughs> always count as max rapid fire. Um, extra yeah. Shots, yeah. Improve the AP. The, there's loads of these that you can just keep doing, and if you're mm. getting it back on a three plus, you're just you're going to make your main. Fire warriors and breaches way more efficient for longer. Exactly right. Yeah, yeah spot on. I was about to say that it, may, it means you kind of want to just min max whatever the the easy strats are to make sure mm. you're just getting like a free one every turn, and then you can take an ethereal and you know pushing the lead here a little <laughs> bit, but you can just you know get another CP back every turn as well from them. Um, the, so how far does a crisis unit move? Is they move eight with flight? Uh, they used to be move eight. They've gone up by two inches, so they're moving ten. So, like, you, you, what I like about this tenant, I guess, is you can plan for the Kalyon a bit better. You can yeah. plan for your Kalyon to get within 12 inches. So you just sit back, you know, uh, post, posture up, shoot from the back, what's your, turn three, bam, another two inches to get you closer. Oh, cool, I've got assault weapons, re-rollable. So, you know, you got, you're going to get 12 plus probably, sorry, yeah, 12 plus, like, probably a four. You're going to probably go 16 inches. So anything within, you know, 20 28 just going to be get hit by that cow on exploding sixes and so and i think so the I one do- thing that i look at is as well from uh, from the way i was talking before about how in the last edition we had to learn things like the charge phases and using that extra movement the way i look at this is if you spent your first couple of turns just doing your actions and stuff and you really wanted to make a long bomb charge for a start you're plus two movement and then you can reroll your charges as well so from a unit of crisis suits that you can quite easily give them access to obsec with the right commander with the enforcer mm-hmm. commander you could suddenly be in their deployment zone with a nice tasty charge yeah yeah and, and i, and I think that's quite mm-hmm. key but like i said it's not the most powerful sets but it's definitely got some tricks that you could do I agree. All right, on to Cecilia. Uh, Masters of Urban Warfare. Each time, this is the Septenant rather, each time a ranged attack targets a vehicle with this tenant, if the attacker is more than 18 inches away, then the target is treated as having the benefits of dense cover against the attack. Each time a ranged attack it targets an infantry unit with this tenant, if the attacker is more than 12 away, then the target is treated as having the benefits of dense cover against that attack. Um, vehicle and battlesuit models with this tenant do not suffer the penalty incurred to their hit rolls for firing heavy weapons at enemy units that are within engagement range of them. Warlord trait, strategic conqueror. In your command phase, select one friendly Cecilia unit within nine of the warlord until the start of your next command phase. That unit gains the objective security ability. Objective security ability, rather. If that unit already has that ability, it counts as one additional model. 
Signature system, grab inhibitor field. At the start of the fight phase, all enemy units within engagement range of the bearer are not eligible to fight until in this phase until after all other eligible units from your army have done so. And then each time a melee attack is made against the bearer, subtract one from the hit roll. And then orbital uplink, one CP. You just strategy them into shooting phase. Select one enemy unit till the end of, the, of that phase. Each time a model in a CCO unit from your army makes a range attack against the enemy unit, the target does not receive the benefits of cover. Okay, are you able to TLDR that um, Sep tenant for people? Give the, the the actual breakdown there, because that was a lot of word. So yeah, they're good in cover. <laughs> you, can basically, <laughs> you can basically have your fire warriors on a three up, um, and if yep. they're more than I think they're more than 12, 18 inches away and twelve inches away, you can basically have minus one hit. So your troops can stand out in the open, and all the other things like your storm surges or whatever you want mm-hmm. can basically be awesome. They can have an extra save, so putting a storm surge on a one up uh, with potentially minus one to hit. Um, and then your know, fire warriors are a little bit more durable. The mm. signature system is a meme. <laughs> I'm sorry, <Yep>. it's rubbish. <laughs> At the yes. start of the fight phase, where I get to fight before you, brilliant. I mean, cool. broadside, yeah. broadside <laughs> have some tasty fists. Don't get me yeah, wrong, boy. but you're not really doing any damage. I think the custodian player, for example, might just let you do it just for a laugh and then wipe you off the board anyway. Um, so yeah, I'm not really sold on the um, the signature system. Warlord trait, that's cute. You know, the obsec, obsec and the counting as, is it double obsec? Yeah. Not, it's not double obsec, though, is it? If a unit has this ability, models in the unit count as one additional model when determining control of an objective. Okay, so it could be situationally good. Um, the strat, what's the one with the... Uh, just not receive the benefits just, of cover? Yeah, removing a color. It doesn't, doesn't say... Um... <sighs> Light cover, heavy cover, dense cover. So it, it, that is not too bad. That's kind of the best bit, I think. One CP, remove cover. Yeah. Is not bad. But yeah, this seems eh. Nah. Yeah, I mean, I think the last edition, it was uh, to say it had like uh, extra leadership and they had access mm. to that awesome stratagem, which you could do, or it was called Orbital Uplink or something like that. And it would just drop a marker like, like marker like flares. Oh, yes. I think yeah, they should have kept yeah. that. Because there's that would have been cool. It would have been cool, especially with the Skyrays abilities, but maybe it would have been a bit too overpowered, being able to just uh, to yeah. offload all your seeker missiles and destroy stuff. But you know that's fair. They could have made it three CP to be broken. You know, I, I just think mm. that they could have done a little bit more with that. So I'm not really impressed just to say, if I'm honest. Yeah, it seems the worst so far. Yeah. But we'll keep going. Maybe we'll be impressed. Maybe we'll mm. be even even more disappointed. <laughs> no, no, this one, no, this one, I don't think so. this one's the cookie. I love this one, the Dallas set. So, trading partners. Each time a range attack is made against an infantry unit with this tenant, if the attacker is not within engagement range of that unit, models in that unit receive the benefit of light cover against that attack. If you selected a tactical philosophy at the start of the battle, tau auxiliary units that are in the same detachment as units with this septenant also benefit from the tactical philosophy. Mm-hmm. So, Kion and Montcar. Warlord trait on unifying influence, basically giving your... Uh, while friendly Delathai or Tau Auxiliary units, excluding character units, is within six inches of the Warlord, add one to their leadership characteristics of models in that unit. Integrated command structure, while a friendly Tau Auxiliary unit is within six of the Warlord, that unit is treated as not having the Tau Auxiliary keyword for the purposes of Markalites. In a nutshell, mm. they have all the benefits of your Sept, they can use Markalites, and they can benefit from Montker Kion. So if you love Crew, you love Vespid, this is the Sept for this you. This is the way to go. Signature system. Dynamic mirror field. The bearer cannot be selected as a target for ranged attacks unless it is the closest eligible target to the firing model or the firing model is within 12 inches of it. And the bearer also gains a 5-up invuln. 
Outflank is a stratagem. Uh, it is use this stratagem at the end of your movement phase. Select one Dalith core or Tau auxiliary unit from your army that is within nine inches of any battlefield edge. If the mission you are playing is using strategic reserves, you can remove that unit from the battlefield and place it into strategic reserves. So, initial impressions of this, it's going to be really good for the crew lovers. And yep. we're going to go on to that a little bit later on. <laughs> but, <laughs> That's some part two goodness. But honestly, honestly, you could make some absolute crew filth with this. Um, and you could just have your ethereal who keeps the whole army together, untargetable. So no, mm. none of this. Like, I think you're going to maybe see a few snipers coming back to nip out these characters. You can't even yep. target them because of this um, uh, signature Wall system. Uh, so yeah. yeah, honestly, I think this is going to be really good. And, and let's not ignore the rest of the infantry and it's gain cover like cover so you well, could have this, crew with a four up save in the open exactly exactly but well, this is the best this is the best t's and c's for the the cover i have cover that i've seen because it's just if you're not within engage, engagement range so if you're if you're 1.1 inches away i get the benefits of cover Ooh, can't see me i'm right next to you um it's pretty funny but <laughs> that is the best one of that's the best version of that that i think we've ever seen mm, definitely Definitely. So that's quite nice. I, I like that a lot. I like that a lot. Yeah, I, um, I think you're going to see some builds with this. So I'm, I'm not as, cr- I, I am impressed by Crute, but maybe not as crazy as some other people. What I'm super crazy about is Vespid. I think Vespid are oh. the bee's knees, which is pretty good, seeing as they are pretty insectoid. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm not sat here painting twelve Vespid <laughs> for nothing. Um, Borkan is up next. Their Seft Tenant is superior craftsmanship. Add four to the range characteristics of ranged weapons that models in this Tenant are equipped with. Each time a ranged attack is made with a weapon that has a strength characteristic of seven or less against a vehicle or battle suit, with this Tenant, subtract one from the strength characteristic of that attack. So if you're seven or less, it's minus one, which is a big breaking point on the strength, on the toughness five. So you need to be toughness seven to wound toughness five on threes, which is nice because six will go down to five, five will go down to fours. Um, Wall of Trait, Seeker of Perfection, each time this wall makes a ranged attack, improve the arm penetration characteristics of that attack by one. And a modified wound roll to six inflicts one mortal wound on the target in addition to any normal damage. Um, so a maximum of three mortal wounds per phase. That's per phase, so you can do it ranged or combat. Not that you're going to do it in combat that much, but it is possible. Um, the uh, signature system, commander model only. Select up to two ranged weapons this model is equipped with. Each time the bearer makes a ranged attack with one of those weapons that targets a unit within half range, add one to the wound roll. And then experimental weaponry 2CP. Use stratagem in your shooting phase when a Borkan unit from your army is selected to shoot. Select one model in that unit and one weapon that model is equipped with. Until the end of the phase, each time that model makes an attack with that weapon, invulnerable saving throws cannot be taken against that attack. Um, I actually <laughs> like this quite a bit. Borkan seems to yeah, be strong. Yeah. I mean it's so strong that it's boring to me. And what I'm, <laughs> what I mean what I mean by that is that you I love going up to tournaments and be like, hey man, right, this is what Tau do, and let's have a fun kind of talk about our armies. And usually they look at me and go, well, Tau are trashed here. But now I'll be like, hey man, I'm turning up with Borken. And they'll be like, I hate you. What? Please leave the table. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because so, uh, you just uh, ignore influence. That's ridiculous. And uh, unpack this for So it's only one gun from one, one guy gun. in one unit. But that doesn't matter when it's a Storm Surge, Signature System, Crazy, a, a Commander, or like yeah. a Broadside. It doesn't really matter. Um, but unpack this for us. The Septenant seems legit as well. Yeah, that's really good. I mean, it's, like you mentioned before, let's say Heavy Bolters wounding Crisis Suits on fours? Yeah, fours. Yep. Um, that's big, straight up. Uh, Riptide, you know, again, it's T7. So, you know, yep. if, <laughs> Melters uh, won't 
It's strength seven, isn't it? Yeah, so anything strength seven, it's going to be winning on fives rather than fours. I think that can add up, definitely. Mm. Um, I like it. The extra eight, add four-inch range, the guns, um, really good for flamers. Yeah, 16-inch yep. range flamers. I, I feel like it's good for airbursts as well. Oh, no. airbursts, yep. Definitely good for airbursts. Um, I'm going to definitely be loving the airburst build with the Farsight Enclaves. But yeah, the extra mm. four-inch range to those types of guns. And even missile pods, because missile pods took a hit from 36 inches to 30. So then back, improving them back up to, you know, well, 34. Yeah, yeah definitely, definitely good. I think it's something that um, you could, if you're new to Tau, you could just pick up and play with Borkan. I agree. As also, I like the idea of the sniper cold star, like with mm. the with this waller trait. You just take him just basic as as all hell with just like the the high output burst and the the missile pod, and just jump him within twelve inches of some of of a character. You know, pass if they don't have bodyguard, and just kill the dude. Just be like ah extra AP against you, so it's all going to be twos and threes and stuff, and then three mortal wounds at the end because I'm just yep. dumping a handful of shots. It's not bad. Um, the Super um, the experimental weaponry is, I think, the buy-in though. Like you, if you are taking that, you are taking something that's going to be using that almost every turn, right? Yeah. Now, this is. I think I have a love-hate relationship with this stratagem. Uh, the love part mm. is obviously stick it on a storm surge, and you're laughing. You know that damage mm. twelve gun. Happy days, great. But I genuinely do feel that some of the big units like hammerheads and storm surges are a bit of um, a kind of a trap. Trap. trap yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you're going to take them. And on various tournaments, they should have at least one piece of terrain that you can hide a, a, a Titanic model <laughs> behind. But then if you go out and you fluff it, then it's dead. You just, you're dead. You're dead. So there's, dead. The yeah. 300, there's 330 points of a Storm Surge down, and there's 200 points of a Hammerhead gone, or 160, should I say. So it's nice. If you pull it off, it'll definitely create a salty moment for your opponent, and you'll be, glee you'll be so happy. But... I genuinely think it can be a bit of a trap for your list building. Mm. Um, but definitely a strong set. Definitely some um, play with the extra four inches to the guns. The um, you know the strength seven or less getting um, minus one to wound. Yeah, that's cool. So yeah. it's, cool. it's nice. It's nice. Yeah, I, I like it. All right, I'll left mm. this one for you. Fast on enclaves. Oh, next, you're mate. a gentleman scholar. Thank you. <laughs> so um, beautiful. Um, and let me tell you why. So their um, set tenant is devastating counter strike. So what that means is each time a model with this tenant makes a ranged attack that targets a, a unit within 12 inches, it's treating as having a mark like token. Something to note for you, Farsight players. In the previous edition, in the previous edition, aggressive footing and the psychic awakening said any part of your units within 12. So do not go with old habits. Now it's per model. So every model, if you want to benefit from marking that, has to be within 12. And then the second part is each time a unit with this tenant is selected to shoot or fight, you can select one, sorry, you can reroll one wound roll when resolving that unit's attacks. The Warlord trait, Master of the Killing Blow, um, on an unmodified roll of a six, improve the armor penetration characteristic of that attack by three. The model that attack is allocated to cannot use any rules to ignore the wounds it loses. So no feel, mm. no pain, no cap, mm -hmm. no restrictions, no nothing. You just take the wound. Um, the signature system's nice. It's the talisman of Arthas Moloch. In your opponent's psychic phase, the bearer can attempt to deny one psychic power as if it were a psyker, and you can also add one to the deny the witch test taken for the bearer. The meat and potatoes, the drop zone clear. 3 CP slash 2 CP. Use this stratagem in your movement phase when a fast light enclosed battlesuit unit from your ability is set up 
in the battlefield using the Manta Strike ability uh, or Homing Beacon. Until the end of the turn, each time a battle suit model in that unit take, makes a ranged attack, you can reroll the hit roll and you can reroll the wound roll. Uh, if it's basically four or more battle suits, it costs three CP, otherwise it's two. So it's full rerolls basically for that unit that comes down. Mm. Points, it clicks, it destroys. Yeah, this is this is crazy, and it's not targeting the unit the the, the unit you want to kill either. You just nope. put it on a, a huge unit, and then you just like, all right, three guys here, three guys there, two guys there, one one guy there, whatever, and you just like, pop 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 pop, gonna yep. like kill so much stuff. I, I, am I in range of it? Looks like it's dead. Um, this is this is the buy-in. This is the whole package 100%. right here. Everything ev- everything else is just gravy around how mm-hmm. insanely powerful this is. Um, what does this? Is it, this just means like you have to take like probably. At least one big unit, if not two medium units of battle suits, right? Yeah, hundred percent. Like, um, what what I'll say is that my previous build in the before this book uh, that I did yep. really well with was all aggressive, all aggressive units, but I was playing them in a Kion style because I had to to mm-hmm. basically last the the game. Yeah, um, yeah. But now that I've got Farsa Enclaves in a new book, I'm just running at you with maximum aggression, maximum efficiency, and I'm always going to have my whole army hitting on threes. That is yes. ridiculous. Yeah. Being able to go, uh, here's 30 breaches, they're all hitting on threes, strength six, minus three. Um, mm-hmm. Eat p- pulse blaster. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and then it the seems good. When they come within nine, and within 12, mm. so I'm going to be hitting you on threes, and I'm getting four rerolls to hit and wound. Yeah, it's nuts. I mean, the the signature system, like the, the deny, it's cute. Maybe yeah. you'd start. Maybe we start seeing things like this a little bit more because I feel like things like War Ritual, mm. things like um, the, the Psychic secondaries have gotten worth taking now. And with Grey Knights on the decline a little bit, we might see people taking those single um, Psychics to do those actions again. Like I'm considering taking Ezekiel again, yeah. um, to be honest. So that's it's great to have that in your pocket if you need it. Um, but yeah, this just seems like the, the best Septenant and the best stratagem, and the mm-hmm. other two is the other bits are just like, oh, nice, that's just cute. But yeah, crazy. Um, I think out of all three, I think yeah. out of all three, you're going to see Tau Sept, Farsa Enclaves, and then you're going to see Borkan. Those are going to be the three. And then, and then you'll have one hero turning up with 240 crew. <laughs> yeah. And he'll just be top Tau in that tournament and just walk off without even saying a word. And you'll be like, that man's a hero. <laughs> oh, that, that's, yeah, exactly right. Um, well and well done to G Dub. Like this is like on par with the custodes, the custodes shield hosts. They have three legitimately worth taking um, uh, shield hosts. You guys have three legitimate can make an argument for them uh, sub tenants. I think this is really exciting and, and well done to them because they're they're all pretty fleshed out. Like, but not one of them do I feel like is the complete package that has you know all four bits of the best, uh, which is good because we've seen that in the past when we had like. Um, uh, previously, yeah, previously, like Farsight Enclaves was just better in every way than every other um, comparison. Uh, all right, this guys have, of course, you have to build your own sept. You have a, a way to to build a one that just suits you if you want, or build an allied world one, which is essentially just being like a primogenitor or a, a baby of that one, and you get all the goodness there. You want to unpack how you build these uh, build your own septs? I'm completely honest. I've I've looked at it and I thought, yeah, this most of this is cute, but in a nutshell, you've got a center world which then you've got uh, sector A is your center, and then you've got sector B and sector C, which is above, sector D and sector E is below. So you can ally, for example, sector A with uh, B, but what you can't do is you can't go yellow and green and purple. So you've got to kind of go one way and stick to it. It takes a little bit of reading, I'll be honest, and I need to spend a bit more time revising it myself. But a lot of the 
sets that you can choose from and a little customization. Again, they're nice. There's some cool ones, but nothing really stands out to me to beat the three that we've just mentioned, like Tau Sept Borkon and Farsa Enclaves. Yeah, fair. Um, and so the way these work is that you pick your first tenant and then you can pick a second tenant from an adjacent um, sector, essentially. It's really weird. They've mapped out like the <laughs> the Tau kind of empire they've mapped it out and then you have a, you have like sector sector a and then you got sector c and sector b above it so if you pick from sector a you can pick from any other one but then any other one like you said pick from sector b it can only pick from an adjacent um you can pick a, a main tenant from that one then you can pick an adjacent second tenant from only uh, a, a sector next to you on this map it's, it's very hard to explain but suffice to say we're going to read them down and we're going to give you some perspectives um yep. all right the, the ones in sector a strike swiftly at the start of the first battle round, before the first turn begins, infantry units with this tenant can start the battle. Sorry, that start the battle wholly within your deployment zone. Can make a normal mover up to six inches. They cannot end this move within nine inches of the enemy deployment, um, nor any enemy models. Um, and then play their part. Battlesuit units with this tenant have that have a wounds characteristic of nine or less. Count as three models when determining control of an objective marker. Battlesuit. Uh, models with this tenant that have a wounds characteristic of 10 or more count as five models when determining who calls an objective marker. And then adherence to the teaching, add three to the range of aura abilities to max of 12. Each time model in this, it's the same, it's same as Tau. Um, it, you get plus three on your command abilities and, and litanies and stuff. And then last one, calm under pressure. Each time model with this tenant makes a ranged attack uh, with an assault weapon. The target is within 12 inches. Add one to the strength characteristic of that. Um, Interesting that that strike swiftly one's there because that's like the auto take one for the build your own Necron one. Yeah, I was saying that's it's, it's copying Necrons, hmm. yeah. Yeah, it doesn't even touch the sides in this book though, does it? No. <laughs> Fair. Are there any of those that are appealing to you? Because play their parts actually pretty sick as well. Counting if you're playing Battlesuit heavy, counting as three, counting as five, not the worst thing in the world. Yeah, it's not the worst thing in the world, but it doesn't really strike me as something that I would go, you know, and take over some of the main ones because there's plenty of ways of denying obsec, making obsec yourself, mm. and and just removing stuff off objectives and i don't think that's going to be a key thing that you're going to want to do um yep. and count as more but i do like the pre-game you know the normal move up to six inches that can be quite cute yep. and situational well i just think about breaches just get, <laughs> getting breaches closer you got the three devil fish are oh, the six inches closer now turns out there is nowhere to hide from these three moving and disembarking unit of breaches um so that was Sector A, and Sector A can ally with any of the other sectors, yeah. but there, now we're, I'm going to get you, my man, to talk about Sector B, and Sector B can only ally, and you can only pick one from Sector A or Sector C. Correct, if you yeah. pick from a Sector B first. So, so what are um, they? So, right, okay, Sector B, camouflage experts. Each time a ranged attack is made against an infantry unit with this tenant that is entirely on or within a terrain feature, if the attacker is more than 12 inches away, then the unit with this tenant is treated as receiving the benefits of dense cover against that attack. Uh, defensive doctrines, each time a melee attack with an armor penetration of one or two is allocated to a model with this tenant. If that model was charged this turn, that attack has an armor penetration of zero. Uh, blocking tactics, each time a core infantry unit with this tenant makes a charge move until the start of the next charge phase, core models in that unit have the objective secured ability. See, uh, uh, yeah, if such a model already has this ability, that model counts as one additional model when determining control of an objective. Then the fire cast marksman. Each time a model with this step tenant makes a ranged attack with a pulse weapon on an unmodified roll, wound roll of a six, improve the armor penetration by one. There's mm. actually, they're all mm. okay, but none of them are just like slapping you in the face as being amazing. Actually, the defensive doctrines is quite cute. Yeah, like, that's funny because mm. you could abuse that quite a bit with, to say, um, units with drones. 
Um, mm. And you could just go, you know what, I'm just going to let you kill my drones, and then I've got most of my obsec models still there. Do you yes. know, because they're not actually yep. damaging you a lot. Because mm. um, AP doesn't matter for anything, unless you're AP3 or more. If that model, if that model was charged this turn, the attack has armor protection. So think of it this so way. Think of it this way. Your guardian drone, I believe, works uh, in all the time. So you can only wound yep. them. It's like a mini transhuman on three, four, five, and yeah. six. Combine that with that, it just stops somebody's efficiency in the charge. Yeah. Well, I th- so I think you got it the other way around. I think it's only when um, you. I saw, if that model was, to, I know you're absolutely right. You got it the right way. I was mm. getting it the wrong way. I thought you have to charge them in order to get it. No, but no. yeah, they they charge you. Yeah, so you could just like dance your super crisis suit unit in front of people that have like lightning claws and be like, hey, mm-hmm. hey what you gonna do, buddy? Because yep. the answer is nothing. You know, good for you, the Vanguard vets. Yay! Yeah, <laughs> um, but yeah, the Iridium armor crisis suit guy with the two <laughs> armor save going. Exactly. You what, son? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It sucks to be you, mate. I'm gonna beat you in combat. That's, that's gonna that's gonna feel bad. Go tell your chapter master about that. Take some penance. Anyway, all right, up to Sector C. And uh, Sector C can ally with anything from Sector A or Sector B, of course. Um, evasion maneuvers. Each time a unit with this tenant advances until uh, the start of your next movement phase, the models in that unit that can fly have a 5-plus invulnerable save against ranged attacks. That's cool. Um, pinpoint targeting. Each time a unit with this tenant makes a ranged attack, that targets a unit within 12. They do not receive the benefits of light cover. Um, disengagement protocols each time an infantry unit with this 10 is selected to fall back select one enemy unit within engagement range of that infantry unit and roll a d6 on a 2 to 3 they suffer one mortal and on a 6 enemy user suffers d3 mortal wounds um, on a 2 to 3 the enemy user suffers one mortal wound on a 6 it suffers d3 that's really weird like so <laughs> on a 2 or a 3 you take 1 4 and 5 do nothing and then a 6 is d3 that's that's craziness that's, that's, that's yeah, going to be FAQ and if it doesn't that's, that's mad <laughs> It's hilarious. <laughs> um, just why? Um, fire, I mean, it's the same thing in a sense, but it should be like four and five is one, six is two, is D3. Uh, fire saturation is the last one here. Each time a model with this tent makes a range attack with a burst weapon the t- and the target unit was within 12, add one to the hit roll. Um, they don't seem good at all. None of those seem good. No, um, I mean, the pinpoint yeah. targeting could be quite yeah. good because um, you're ignoring, you know, for example, if you've got Death Watch with loads of Terminators and mixed units and oh, terrain, yeah. yep. you could just be like, nope, no cover, no zero plus save for your Terminator. Mm. Um, so that's quite, quite good. The evasive maneuvers, I mean, okay. With Monkar, you're going to be advancing anyway, so it stops you from having to use a, a hard point system, giving your Crisis a shield generator. I know it's a 5-up rather than a 4-up, but you could put more guns on them. So, yeah, it's it's kind of nice, but I wouldn't say they stand out to me of being a, a, oppressive or an auto-take. Yeah, fair. All right, Sector D, and Sector yeah. D can ally with uh, A or E. So, yeah. yeah, A or A or E. So, reliable weaponry. So, each time a unit with a Sept and it's selected to shoot, you can reroll one wound roll. Uh, so, just like the Tau Sept. Uh, mm-hmm. Defenders of the cause. Each time a model with this and excluding drones would lose a wound, uh, you get basically a five up. Um, as a result, sorry, as a result of a mortal wound, roll a d6 and a five plus, the wound is not lost. Reinforced armor. Each time a ranged attack is made with a weapon that has a strength characteristic of seven or less against a vehicle or battle suit, subtract one from the strength characteristic of the attack, just like Borkan. Um, yeah. And then hardened warheads. Each time a model with the set tenant makes a range attack with a missile weapon, they don't receive the benefits of cover. They don't receive the benefits of cover against that attack. So that would mm. also remove dense cover, so they wouldn't suffer the minus to hit yes. either, because it's yep. the benefits of cover in the rule book that says mm. if something relays uh, mentions all benefits, then they would not get it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Again, I mean, most of this is like 
okay, mm. they're either a copy of the other tenants or some stuff's very situational. Exactly right. None of those stand out to me as being you know amazing. Maybe if you're in a meta that has a lot of Grey Knights and a lot of T-Suns, the five ups against Mortal Wounds is nice. Um, or maybe the, the reinforced armor is good enough if you take it in concert with the all my battle suits count mm. as you know three models or five models, and then they're minus one yeah, really hard to kill and just play like a freaking Vanguard with nothing but battle suits in it. Um, I think that could be cute as well. I think the Tau... Um... The Tau lovers out there will obviously be a bit disheartened when they read uh, like Hardened Warheads and compare it to how it used to be in the mm. previous book and be like, oh, well, Hardened Warheads gave me an extra AP on my missiles. But then if you think about it, if you take a step back and think, well, actually, we've already got a gratuitous amount of AP in other stratagems and in other ways that if they did replicate that and give you an extra AP on hardened warheads, it would just be obscene. So it's a kind of that, that balancing thing that we're talking about. I think they've got the balance right in this book, but ignoring cover, the benefits of cover again, situational good for people trying to sit in trees and be like, you minus one to hit because we do hit on fours. So I think that could be that. And the reinforced armor is probably the ones I would go for if I was doing that sector. Yes, yeah, but on. All right. Sector E, so this can ally with D or A. Um, turbo Jets, add two to the move characteristics of models in this Senate that can fly. Loyal to the end, add one to leadership characteristics of models with this tenant. Each time morale test is taken for a unit with this tenant, you can re-roll that test. Rapid retreat, each time a unit with this tenant fa falls back, add three to the distance that every model in the unit can move. I actually think that's pretty cool. Mm. Um, and then enriched reactors. Each time a model with this tenant makes a ranged attack with a plasma weapon, and a modified wound roller six inflicts one model wound on the target, and the attack sequence ends. Um, what are your thoughts? Uh, the extra two movements always good. The leadership, meh. I think actually, actually no. I'll give that credit where credit's due. The extra leadership will come in handy because we lost bonding knives, mm -hmm. so actually we can fail leadership um, like everyone else. Uh, the <laughs> the fall back an extra three inches could just be obnoxiously abused, especially with the crisis suit commander, the XB8, who can allow a crisis suit unit to fall back, shoot and charge as normal. So then suddenly that crisis suit unit's falling back 13 inches and then making a 2d6 charge move. That could be horrendous. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I, I, like, I like the rapid retreat. Yeah, I actually don't mind enriched reactors as well. Um because the, there's no cap on the mortal wounds that it can do. What's the max num What's the max number of plasma shots you can get from a single suit? Oh well, you could if you really wanted to go gung ho and put all your uh, points in it. You could probably do four plasma rifles. Yeah, how many shots is that? Uh, four, but they're all strength eight, AP four, flat three damage. And then a mortal wound at the end. Uh, so you could yeah. have. Is it on a how six? Many, on, on, a, on, a six. on a six, yeah, with no no cap on how many models you can do. Um. So, yeah. So if you did that in a whole let's say you take a unit of five suits that's 20 uh let, with the reroll ones let's say you'll get what four ones so that'd be four mortal yep. wounds in addition to potentially if you if you 100 killed something didn't have an invuln that's three six nine twelve fifteen that's 19 wounds in total yeah I, I think the important part there is that it's the mortal wounds at the end so mm. it can splash over yeah, I, I I don't hate that, but you'd have to build into it so heavily. Yeah, yeah. Um, because it will be cool as if like a fire warrior or a, a troop unit had a plasma equivalent mm. weapon. Um, but yeah, unfortunately they do not. But yeah, as as far as that goes, that is a kind of a cute way of building that. But none of them slap me in the face as being 
better than giving up like the strats, the wall of trace, the signature system. There's always seems to be part of a package that you're losing more than you're gaining here. But I could see some builds. Like I can still see people doing some of these. I can see somebody like um yeah, some list expert somewhere. Um, just sitting down, ignoring all of the kind of uh, main steps and just creating some obscene combinations somewhere. So I think there's definitely probably something in there. Um, but I think for the time being, you're just going to see the click and pl- uh, pick up and play uh, mm. Tau Steps, Borkan, Farsight. I, I think so too. All right, over to the stratagems. Uh, we're going to smash through these pretty quick because we must. There are four pages. <laughs> breach, breach and clear. One CP. You just stratagem in shooting phase when a breacher team unit from your army is selected to shoot to the end of the phase. Each time a core, each time a core model in that unit makes a range attack, the target does not perceive the benefits of cover against the attack, and you can reroll the wound roll. It, so just so people, uh, I'll check my thinking here. The reason they uh, note that each time a core model makes a range attack, that means that they that they're associated drone units. Their support drones don't get any bonus. Correct. Right? Yeah. Cool. Beautiful. That just makes sense for people. This seems amazing, and I can tell you right now, this is really good. Yeah. Breach of heaven. It's a breach's wet dream. You know, they'll just go in and just murder stuff. Mm. I had a unit of nine breaches with an ethereal in support. Uh, with this strat, kill three um, spear guard, three custodian spear guard. So here's the thing: just like is, Nukem, you mentioned custodes, and I was it's perfect that you did because okay, so custodes can turn off your rerolls, yeah. Now mm-hmm. you you go. I tell you what, I'll spend that CP uh, and I can get it back on a three plus if you take a um, a, a um, signature uh, thing. Yeah. Um, so you do this and go. Okay, this breach unit's doing twenty shots, hitting on threes, rerolling ones. If you fast out, we've got mark light on there. I'm rerolling wounds. What do you want to do? And if they choose that unit to switch off the rerolls, then it gives your crisis suit unit chance to blast something yes. else. So exactly it's right. a perfect baiting tool. Um, to mm. force it, and if they don't, then trust me. You said what? How many did they kill? Three. Yes. On average, I think they left. I think they left, I think they left. I think they left one on one wound. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And it, and I finished him off with the devilfish that that pushed him. That you know they came out of. So it was pretty legit for yeah. one CP on a troop unit to kill that much stuff. It's ferocious, man. Yeah. All right. Next one's yours, dude. Yeah. Sure. So relentless filisade. Uh, it's basically, instead of following the normal rules for rapid-fire weapons, models in that unit shooting pulse rifles make double the number of attacks. Each time a core model in that unit makes a range attack, improve the armor penetration characteristic of that one. Attack by one. Perfect for a unit of strike teams that are sitting at the back, uh, and then they go, well, I'll tell you what, I'm just going to do 20 shots at, long, at my furthest range, and I'm AP2. AP three mm. if you're the closest in Monka. So if we remove Monka out of it, you just shot twenty shots at AP two strength five. So yes. that's again fantastic. And yeah. a unit of ten strikes is what eighty five point eighty points. So yeah, perfect. I'll have that all Not day. Not breaking long. the bank at all. Me too. That's th- those two just seem to be the bread and butter. Like you're going to do one of those, or possibly both of those, just about every turn that you've got a troops choice on the on the table. Um, <clears throat> this is another one. This is nice. Is onboard sensors one CP. You just strategize them at the shadow shooting phase. Select one devilfish model from your army and one enemy within 24 of and visible to the model. Um, until the end of the phase, the devilfish model gains the following ability: while a friendly fire warrior team unit is within six of this model, each time model in that unit makes a range attack against the selected enemy unit, reroll a hit roll of one. So you know if you've got a mark light and you got you know one cp to throw you can give you you know you're hitting on threes re-rolling ones and then with extra bonuses from each of the, the previous strats this one seems nice but you wouldn't do it over the other two right 
Um, yes, I'd, I'd, actually, I disagree. I, you'd use it every turn. Oh, nice. The reason Beautiful. I disagree is because your ability with a Kadra Fireblade that allows you to reroll ones is done at the command phase. And if your Kadra Fireblade is in a Devilfish, you can't do it. So in all, when you actually do the Montcar stuff with your aggressive uh, armored aggression, you will have no access to reroll ones. So what you do is you drop all your Devilfish, uh, all your breaches at your Devilfish, then spend the CP to give all those breaches around that one Devilfish reroll ones. Mm -hmm. It's the only way of mm. getting in that reroll ones uh, after getting out of a Delphish. So it's going to be That's used fair. every turn. Uh, otherwise, That's unless fair. you don't need the reroll ones and you're just a psychopath and just want to trust the dice. <laughs> <laughs> exactly right. Um, all right, next one's yours. Uh, yeah, so uh, dynamic offensive. Um, so use this stratagem in your movement phase when a crisis battlesuit unit from your army is selected to move until the end of the turn. Each time that unit advances, do not make an advance roll. Instead, just move six, basically. Add six to the move characteristics. And also, they don't suffer the penalty to your hit rolls um, when firing assault weapons in the same turn that their unit advanced. Um, Ooh. Love it. That's a that's a good one CP strat. That's, it, that's it's perfect. It, it, it's just mm. a way of going. I need that extra movement, um, and I also don't. You know, maybe when you're out of Montcar, um, yeah. and you don't want to suffer the minus one to hit, then perfect. Spend the CP and off you go. Or you want to get you want to get back into farsight range, or you want to trigger Kaoyon should you have chosen it. Like this is beautiful thing i think yeah it's perfect and i think you can combine it nicely with uh let's say you have two units of crisis suits a cold star gives an ability to allow one crisis unit to go eight uh yep. rather than rolling for an advance and then on the other oh, unit you can spend damn. this so mm. you're gonna have two crisis suit units one going 16 one going 18 easy all right pulse onslaught one cp use a stratagem in your shooting phase when a fire warrior team unit from your army is selected to shoot to the end of the phase each time a core model in that unit makes an attack with a pulse weapon and a modified hit roll of six automatically wounds the target um so that's the alternate gun you can take <laughs> yeah on the the, the the fire warrior team yeah you're not gonna do it right uh, <laughs> the other mm, gun is just too good yeah like, and yeah it's true yeah. you're not gonna but i think it's until the end of the phase yeah pulse weapon um yeah, you're, not, you're definitely not going to take it on the uh, Pulse Blaster because you, most things you're winning on threes with a reroll yeah. ones potentially and all that lot. So, I mean, it could could be situational. I think if you're doing like a mass fire warrior build, then maybe, and you need something dead. So maybe if something's down to a couple of wounds and you really do need to mm. kill it, then maybe you would invest that one CP to do it. I don't know. Um, I, I personally would if I really need to, but I wouldn't be doing it every turn. Fair enough. You're up next. Yeah, so point blank folly, our favorite. Um, use this stratagem at the start of the shooting phase. Select one fire warrior team until uh, a unit from your army that is within engagement range of enemy units until the end of the phase. Pulse blasters, pulse carbines, pulse rifles that models in that unit are equipped with have the type characteristic of pistol two. So this is hilarious. Um, it. It's basically, hey, I've got this unit of breaches that also has pistols and a pulse blaster. Now I've got loads of pistols. And I'm mm -hmm. shooting you in the face. So oh, it stops you, people from tagging you. This is the, you thought I was stuck in here with you. Da -da 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 -da. You're stuck <laughs> yeah. in here with me. And yeah. I've done that so many times in the, this is just a copy paste from the old book. When mm. someone's gone to wrap me and tag me with, I'm like, yeah, cool. That's happy, happy days. Bam, go away. And I've yes. just shot them in the face. So it's no. nice. It can get you out of um, some little awkward positions, but mainly opponents knowing that you can do this it'll stop them from just tagging you so yeah it's cute i like it 
Um, all right, drop threat acquisition three slash two CP. Uh, use this strategy in your movement phase when a battlesuit unit from your army is set up on the battlefield using the Manta Strike ability or the Homing Beacon action. Till the end of the turn, each time a battlesuit unit in that unit makes a range attack, you can re-roll the hit roll. If the unit contains four more battlesuits, the strategy will cost three. Otherwise, it costs two. So this is the less good mm. fast side enclaves one, right? Yeah, it's just still the, good though. The, still yeah, good. it's still good. It's just the hit rolls, not the wound rolls. Hmm. Fair. Not not much more to unpack there. It pretty much makes sense. All right. Saving saving protocols. Use this stratagem in any phase when a saving throw is failed for a model intercept unit from your army. Select one friendly sept drone model within three of the units or within six of a unit if it contains a drone controller. That drone model is destroyed and the damage characteristic of the attack is changed to zero. So, my thoughts on this. It's good. It's not as abusive mm -hmm. as saving protocols used to be. And yep. I think the main thing for Tau players and anybody playing against Tau definitely needs to remember is it now specifies drone models, not drone units. So yep. they have to be, if you're a Tau player, make sure you keep all the drones within three, not just one yep. drone and the unit stringed out. And obviously for opponents, make sure that if you're checking for little mistakes, check for that. Now, I also think this could be done really good are used really cleverly when having a commander next to a crisis suit unit. Crisis suits yep. have four drones in them. Then the drones aren't a separate unit, but they're still drones within three. So if you want to bait a person to come and smack your cold star with a hammer, then great, let them do it, and then just pass on to the drones with this one Ditch. CP. Yeah, exactly right. Um, the, I, I do love that this doesn't mean an attached unit of drones. This is an, any associated drone within range. Mm -hmm. So another unit's drones become like caddies for this. I think it's just really really potent and like it this will catch people out that think you're about to get them like uh, a la the same as like the gene steel cult like I, I i run up to a patriarch thinking haha he's mine mm. and then all of a sudden i get to kill a bunch of neophytes instead and i yeah. feel real bad um all right bridged nova charge two cp i had to use this yesterday it was rough <laughs> um use this a stratagem in your command phase when a riptide battlesuit model from your army uses this nova reactor ability and it burns out so that means you roll 2d6 in your command phase and roll over the amount of wounds you have remaining um, that model's nerve reactor does not burn out, and you can select one of its reactor abilities. This strategy cannot be used to prevent the same model's reactor from burning out more than once. So the game, just to paint the picture, the game I played yesterday, his, he went first in turn one. He killed the devilfish that exploded. Devilfish explode for D6 mortal wounds now. Actually, all Tau, like, devilfish chassis units do, for whatever reason. And I dealt six mortal wounds to my Riptide. <laughs> and then I go for my first, first Nova charge, and I roll an 11. And so he burns out before he gets an overcharge once. So I spent these two CP. Um, and when you want it, when you need it, you're going to be happy you have it. But apart from that, pretty forgettable. So what I've taken from that is keep your Riptide 6 inches, 6.1 away from all of your Devilfish. Everything. <laughs> keep, no, everything in your army away from the Devilfish. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's nice. It's good. It gives you at least an option, an option to, you know, do what you want to do with your Riptide. And nine times out of ten, you know, if you haven't been using the Riptide prior to our new codex to do the 2d6 move in the assault phase, then you clearly haven't been playing ninth edition properly. You know, you jump out of a piece of obscuring terrain, you shoot, then you jump behind obscuring terrain. So it's nice that if you did fail it, you can, you know, spend CP to guarantee you to be hidden if that makes sense. Mm. So I think that could be situational. I don't think you're going to see many Riptides unless they're in Borkan, um, but it's a nice thing to have to at least secure you um, your Nova, your choice of Nova Reactor. 
Yeah, exactly right. All right, this this next one is a doozy, and you're going to need to unpack it for us. Uh, right, okay. So, in a nutshell, um, it's called Combat Debarkation, 1CP. Ooh, 1CP. For what it's about to do is ridiculous. So, if you selected the Montcar tactical philosophy at the start of the battle round, and it's the first, second, or third battle round, select up to three Devilfish models from your army. If you selected the Kion tactical philosophy at the start of the battle, and it is the third, fourth, or fifth battle round, select up to three Devilfish from your army. Otherwise, select one Devilfish model from your army. Until the end of the phase, each time one of those models makes a normal move, after it has moved, any units embarked within that transport can disembark. Any units that do cannot charge. So in, an, in essence, if you choose Monkar, turn one, two, and three, you could basically push three devilfish up to three devilfish in your opponent's face get them out three move eight and shoot them without the penalty of advancing now there is part of the faq where if you choose to advance to get that extra reach you will suffer the minus one to hit even though monica mm -hmm. says that you you count as stationary uh, but this is brutal this allows this you is, to be yeah. so aggressive and mm -hmm. tau suffered before where you'd either have to give a devilfish uh, put a Delphish out in the open and say, look, deal with me, and then my breaches pop out, and then you're able mm. to then retaliate. Now you can just go, I've brought three Delphish, I've brought 30 breaches, I want to shove them in your face, turn one, and shoot you with all my guns. Done. Yep. If you're a more reserved player, or you know that you're, you need to be a bit more tactical, then Kion, you can go, okay, well, what I'm going to do is I'm going to place them in strategic reserve by going being within nine inches of the board edge, and then come in later and do the same. So it mm. allows you flexibility with how you use your obsec troops. Now, Dude, I think it's beautiful. The 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 this combo now is what like impulses wish they were. Like mm. this this is so good. Fisher this means Fisher Fury is not just like ah oh, cool. I'll have one devil fish with one unit. This is a thing. This is a portion of your army that yep. you should really consider. And I love that you don't need to do this turn one, turn two, turn three. You can do this. Whichever one you picked of the Monkara or the Kalyon, you just can wait for it and just bam, slap it down whenever you want. I actually think the best thing about this is like, for in, in a lot of ways, and I spruik this all the time on the show, the psychological effect of knowing mm -hmm. that you just have this threat range that you can just dunk on your opponent if they want to come contest the middle and be like, well, if you don't if you don't come contest the middle, I'm going to shoot you dead. If you come contest the middle, I'm going to butcher you like from with six inch point, you know, point blank brutality. Um, yeah, like a I, lot. I, I agree, and I think also with this particular strat, anybody that's uh, either new to playing against Tau or playing with Tau, this is going to take a lot of discipline to get right. Because mm. you're going to build a list and go, hey, I've got these tools, and wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, here's 30 breaches. And then if you don't, if you misuse that and they all get destroyed, well, you've just lost nearly a third of your army. So you yep. need to choose the right time to strike. It's like a death by a thousand cuts, yeah. or know that if you want to go and collapse a flank then this is the perfect strat i do mm. predict that this is going to get fa well not faq this is going to be on our next data balanced update <laughs> i reckon oh, this I, is going to go up to two to three cp i think i think so and uh, in addition to that i wouldn't be surprised if devilfish go up 10 points oh like, yeah, yeah, they're, yeah, yeah. They're 105 points with the sms is so cheap oh, for a 12 I know, wound I know. fly movement 12 yeah it's really good enjoy really it while you can people basically uh, lap it up guys um mind you uh, you know eldar might just come out and we forget this it doesn't matter oh yeah yeah. <laughs> wisdom of the many 2cp you just strategy at the start of your of your phases other than your command phase this is the one where your ethereal if they haven't encountered any of their incantations encountered their incantations um they can just do it they can do it out of sequence essentially 
And this is the way you put them in a devilfish and get them out and do buffs or come in from reserve and, and get buffs off and, and stuff like that um, or advance to get into range or something and do it. Um, it's actually quite good. I used it, I've used it once already and I think I can find a bunch of other ways to do it because he has a, the Ethereal has one of their incantations as in uh, being that you can do an action mm-hmm. and still shoot. And so it's a, like a, in, a, in a devilfish, you just get out of unit of breaches within six inches, put the thing on them, do your, do your rod or put up a banner and kill something. It's, it's quite nice. Yeah, I think you've hit the nail on the head there with the rod. I think being able to do that um, and still get your oppressive shooting is key. Mm, it's, it's beautiful. All right, you're up next. Yeah, so failsafe detonator. Basically, a battlesuit goes boom, boom and hurts something. So uh, use this strategy <laughs> in any phase when a battlesuit model from your army is destroyed before removing that model from play. Instead of using any rules that are triggered when the model is destroyed, uh, for example, the explodability, roll 1d6 for each unit within three of that model, adding one to the roll, if the destroyed model has a wound characteristic of 12 or more, on a 3 to 5, it suffers D3 mortal wounds. On a 6, it suffers 3 mortal wounds. So, for example, if you were really lucky and you were in a, I don't know, you got Donkey Punch Commander mm. in combat with, I don't know, Trajan, and Trajan managed to slap you, then cool, blow up and maybe potentially kill his last three wounds or something like that. Yeah. So you can really yeah. be cheeky and go, 1 CP, you killed me, but I kill you. And that's, that's quite nice. Uh, I quite like the funny side of that. Uh, me too. All right, backup AI is up next. One CP. Use a stratagem in your command phase. Select one Tau Empire model in your army until the start of your next command phase. That model is considered to have its full wounds remaining for the purpose of determining its characteristics on its profile. Good, amazing to have Tau Empire model. No restrictions on core or battle suit or vehicle. Doesn't matter. Beautiful, like quality of life improvement massively. Yeah, storm surge, riptide, hammerheads, all mm. great for that. Yeah. Mm. Um, the other two are obviously what we're used to, you know, the extra relics um, yeah. and the extra warlord traits that can you can do up to, I think, an extra two for 2k, 2,000 mm-hmm. points. So pretty standard. I don't think we need to go with those. Yep, I, th- I think so too. I think that's fine. Um, so yeah, j- you can just jump into the next one if you want. Oh, God. The one, the most hated stratagem of this book Yay! because it's on the <laughs> internet and everyone's like, but what about my orbital iron beam? So basically... Oh, you, oh, you're <laughs> never going to do no, it. Why are you no. arguing about it? I know. So basically, guys, what it is, it says, use this stratagem in your command phase, place two ion beam markers anywhere on the battlefield within 12 inches of each other. At the start of your next command phase, draw a straight imaginary line between the two ion beam markers and then roll 1d6 for each unit that the line crosses over, adding one if the unit being rolled for is in a building. On a 2 to 5, that unit suffers d3 mortal wounds. On a 6 plus, that unit suffers 3 mortal wounds. The iron beam markers are then removed. You can only use this stratagem once. So basically, the hot take on this, not that it, it, it is a garbage stratagem, but what it can do in theory, is you want to use it so you pull people off objectives. But because it's Mm. a line, there's no definition of how big these markers are or how big this line is. So if you park your models two inches apart, that line goes through them but doesn't touch the unit because you're not putting it over a model. Now, if anybody (laughs) played that against me, I'd be like, get in the sea, right? Stop being that guy. (laughs) I've spent... 2CP to do something that's going to do D3 mortal wounds to you at best. Come on, man. But rules as written, yes, it's just garbage. Just stay away from it. Just don't uh, use it. Just don't. Just use don't. It. Like if someone if someone tried to like pull the wool over my eyes and get me with this, I wouldn't care. I'd be like, 
the funnier joke here is you wasting two CP. You can True. like rules lawyer whatever you want. I'm still going to think you just wasted two CP. <laughs> yep, I know, man. It's hilarious. Uh, so good. All right, Wall of Mirrors up next. One CP. You just stratagem at the end of your movement phase. Select one stealth battlesuit or ghost kill battlesuit unit from your army that is wholly within nine of the battlefield edges. Remove that unit from the battlefield, and, the, and then it comes back on the battlefield if it's not on wholly within nine of nine is away from enemy opponents. So this is the you know. Take them off, take them back on. Um, this would have been better if, like, you could still use these things to do your rods and do your stuffs, but you have to take, like, a five-man unit of stealth suits to even think you're going to get your rod off now. Um, I think it has, I have, it's, it's, a movement, it's a movement play, and I like anything it's more to of a do with... Yeah. I, I like anything that's to do with movement play. So the way I look at this is think, okay, cool. If I've got a unit of three stealth suits at the back and I want to get another engage point in a quarter that I can't push up, I can just teleport them and move them over there. Do you know what I mean? So you can kind of help with your engage points. Mm. That, that, that's, yeah, I think so. I think that's so. pretty yeah. much it. That's the only thing that I yeah. can see being of benefit from it. The Grizzly yeah, Feast is the next one. One CP, I love it. Oh, so good. Use this stratagem in the fight phase when an enemy unit is destroyed by an attack made by a, uh, a model in a crew unit from your army until the end of the battle. Each time a model in the crew unit would lose a wound, you basically get a five-up shrug. So, uh, hey <laughs> What is this? What This emulates the crew eating something they've exactly. just killed. Like they brought it feasting, back. Yeah. They're feasting on the brains, and they're yeah. somehow doing something quite tyranny-like yeah, yeah, by yeah. getting benefits immediately, like by absorbing biomass. I, I, I honestly love it. I love that meme but, that's going around from the, the captain, you know, the, the film where it's like, you've got this, the guy, well, the Somali pirates <laughs> looking at it going, crew yeah. to a marine, look at me, look I, at me. I, I, I am the captain <laughs> now. <laughs> That's so good. Yeah, this is a fantastic strat. Like yeah, twenty, man. you can still take twenty man crews. Yeah, twenty man crew. Yeah, happy days for sure. Or you can take big units of crew hounds as well. Um, yeah, this is very good. All right, coordinated engagement one CP. Use a stratagem in your shooting phase before selecting a unit to shoot with. Select one enemy unit and two sept units from your army that have been eighteen of invisible to the enemy unit to the end of the phase. Each time a model in one of the units makes an attack, the target attack can only target that enemy unit, the one that you chose, but you get plus one AP. Uh, for one CP, this is crackingly good. Mm -hmm. um, I intend to use it with, let's say, it could be Delfish and Breacher, but my favorite uh -huh. combo is um, Cold Star Commander with all the burst cannons and another unit and just go ham. Just he suddenly oh, yeah. do 30 shots at multiple yeah. different strengths and multiple mm. different APs and just go and get Rexum. Um, that that, that yeah, stratagem yeah. is beautiful. You, that you'll see that being used with the breach and clear and the um, onboard sensors when you do your attack with your breaches and your delfish. Hundred percent. Mm. That's the the trio. And this is how you get to that. You know, are oh, you into Talos? Cool. They got a six up invuln. You need to yeah. get that rend three to make sure you push them to it. Or you know, you've only got rend one into custodians. You want to push them to the four plus. Like this is just. Oh, this is an amazingly good one CP. Oh, like you would yeah. do. You would do this on one unit, and you get two units. Like it's good value. Definitely. I think the only thing that um, might... Cause it has to be visible. That's the only thing. Yeah. So I think, again... You can't pump tau, your SMS. Yeah, tau players yeah. and people going against Tau. Just be aware. Just ask to see the stratagem. Reread it together. You know, be sportsman. Because the thing is, you don't want all these SMS hitting you thinking that they get to an extra AP uh, when they don't. They need to be visible. Mm. So that's that's the key yep, thing to from that. So the next one, a trap well laid. I love this one. Uh jumping on the croup bandwagon. So basically, um, use this stratagem in the heroic intervention step of your opponent's charge phase. Select one croup unit from your army that is not within engagement range of enemy units until the end of the turn. It gets the following. 
adds one to the attack characteristics and uh, it can perform a heroic intervention as if it was a character and it can do it within six inches horizontally uh, of an enemy unit. This is one of the best stratagems in the game. Yeah, one CP. For the, the, <laughs> the value proposition here, yeah. for just one CP to get plus one attack and a six inch heroic, I don't yep. know of a better strat. I don't know of a better stratagem that's come out of a ninth edition book. No, definitely a better not. one CP strat. So I mean, what these... if, if you uh, go on. Sorry, go go. No, no, go, 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 fellow, go on. This if this thing was on like a a premiere unit, I mean it's on crew and crew are good, good. But this if this was on like a terminator unit, if this was on like a bully unit, this was on freaking oh man, this would break the game. It would be so overpowered. Do you mind if I accidentally, well, purposely let slip of one thing from a relic for crew? Go for it. 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 So this, a trap well laid, can be combined with a relic from a shaper that once per game, uh, a shaper, uh, all crew units within six inches get an extra attack and an extra strength. So if you have a unit of 20 crews with that, (laughs) and potentially you could stack it up with this one as well, so you could have a crew unit with 80 attacks. Just say they have two attacks base, like freaking yeah. goth boys weep. Goth yeah. boys are like, oh, what? So like, with objective yeah. play is huge in this game. So some of the missions where the objective, I know it's being, it's more popular now to have not all of the ruins and 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 terrain features next mm. to objectives. So you have to come out and play. Having yep. a unit of crew hidden behind uh, a piece of obscuring terrain, letting the opponent come and put a model on there, and you just go, thanks for that, heroic intervene, bam, and by yes. the way, I've got 60 strength 4 attacks, AP1 coming and at you. I just ate you in your turn, and now I have a 5 up feel no pain, and I'm coming to your deployment zone. And, and also, um, it's the extra yeah. movement shenanigans of heroic yeah. intervene 6, I've you know, consolidated piling, and then I've got extra movement, thank you very much, you get wrecked. That Amazing. Is, that is brutal. Amazing. This is this is an incredible strategy. Every I, I feel like you should just take a shaper and twenty crew just to play with your just to, just to make this thing a thing in your game that you can use because mm-hmm. that is so dynamic and it's something that no other tower unit can do. They can't shred like that. And ironically, um, it's called phenomenal. a trap well laid. So well laid. you are laid. <laughs> so yeah, you are. Over to you, mate. Next right. one. Recon sweep one CP. Use this strategy in your shooting phase when a Pathfinder team unit from your army successfully completes fire markerlights action. Each time you roll to see if an enemy unit gains a markerlight token as a result of the completing action, add one to the roll. That unit can make a normal move. Um, so is this on the same unit or is yep. it just a markerlight? Oh, so uh, you can put any additionals on with so plus basically one, or it's just this... add one to the roll. So basically, it's not against a single unit. It's just that all your markerlights are hitting on twos, mm. and you can then make a normal move. Uh, so yeah, sorry. It doesn't have to be a uh, beautiful. It doesn't have to be on the same one that they put a mark light on. It's any mark, any mark lights that go on after their one, get, it goes off on a two because it doesn't, it doesn't oh, yeah, say the same. The same unit. Say, so let me re- yeah, I'm off. Uh, you just strategy in your shooting phase when a Pathfinder team unit from your army successfully completes a fire mark lights action. Yep. So I don't know if they shoot a unit within thirty six. Roll a three plus each time you roll to see if an enemy unit gains an enemy unit not the and that enemy unit a mark light token so you it's, it's almost worth taking one unit of pathfinders just to make sure that every other mark light you put off for that turn is is a beautiful thing and also they get to fire and fade they get to go up do their mark light and, and bug out um oh nice you've schooled, you, you've schooled me there because i i read that completely different i thought hooray pathfinders hitting on twos of the mark lights and then i just moved on but the one thing i was <laughs> focusing on was definitely the, the make a normal moose so it's fire and fade mm. so i'm definitely a fan of and obviously you're noticing a pattern with the stratagems and the, and the abilities that i like it's all about the movement shenanigans and yeah. just having that just to be able to be like hello there's mark lights and see you later i'm off mm. i like that yeah I, I agree i like it a lot as well all right you're up 
Yeah, so a shocking firestorm. Use a stratagem in your shooting phase when a sept unit from your army is selected to shoot. Select one enemy unit within 18 of the sept units until the end of the phase. Each time a model in the enemy unit is destroyed as a result of an attack made by a model in the sept unit, the unit destroyed, sorry, the destroyed model counts as two destroyed models for the purposes of morale test this turn. Um, situational, but there's definitely a nice combo that we'll go on to in the relics on part two that you could really abuse this. Yes, you yes. could really abuse this. There is a package here with that one, so definitely look out for this. Uh, and if you think you're safe with your morale checks, think again. Yeah. So yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next up, counter fire defense system one slash two CP. This is minus one to hit. This is um, pop smoke. Yeah. Oh, sorry. The damage character has changed to one. Apologies, never mind. Um, it's the it's your reactive pop smoke, you know, auto launches esque ability because you can take the counterfire defense system as an upgrade. Um, you discharge them in your opponent's shooting phase when an attack is allocated to a counterfire defense system um, model from your army. The damage characteristic of that attack is changed to one. If that model has a wounds characteristic of fourteen or more, the stratagem costs two. Otherwise, it costs one. Mm. This, uh, if it's going to save your life, sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because I think I got really excited when it first came out, thinking, "Oh my god, I could have my entire this one like a unit of sisters shooting me with melters." I could be like, "Screw it, you're all damage one." But then actually, no, it's it's for the single attack roll that you choose. Mm. So again, like you've, you've worded it perfectly. If it's going to kill you, cool. Um, you can stack it with a couple of other relics and options. Uh, sorry, prototypes. You could really make one model super kind of tanky to keep a unit alive. Uh, but if you're kind of playing that game, then in my opinion, you're doing it wrong. You should be going more fire and fading out of line of yeah. sight rather than being in the open with your dick swinging. You know, you, <laughs> you, you basically you should be playing defensively, not or out there in the open. Beep it, Seamus. Beep it. <laughs> it's a family friendly program here, Kyle. What are you doing? That's fine. It's only a matter um, of time, mate. It was, it was, you got a Britain and Aussie, like, yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Designated tasking, one CP. Use this stratagem in your command phase. Select one tower empire unit from your army that is not within engagement range of any enemy units and contains both drone models and models without the drone keyword. Split that unit into two units, one containing all of the drone keyword models and the other one containing all the non-drone keyword models. If those drone models are docked with another model, set them up within one of that model that they are docked with before splitting that unit. Those drone models are no longer docked with the model. Um, I think this is cute, but I can't really imagine mm -hmm. a time when I'm going to use it. I can tell you one reason why you should every game. Beautiful. All right. So in my list, I've been designing like who to put drones with, and I, I took a single drone out, the little drone that could, and I've taken it from a crisis suit unit and put it onto my cold star. And at the beginning oh. of the game, I will split it off and have one drone if they've not got any indirect fire sat at a back objective going, thank you very much. Okay. So basically using a single drone to hold an objective yep. rather than mm. holding any of my actual assets back. Yes, I don't mind that. And no, this, is a tactic. this is a tactic that I've been doing in the old edition with like, here's a drone, mm -hmm. here's a drone, here's a yes. single drone, yes. here's two yes. drones, yes. here's two drones. And being able to just to do it for one CP at the beginning, just to be like, right, okay, cool. I don't have to worry about the backfield. I think that is the play with this one. Um, mm. Apart from that, I can't really see any use of it. Uh, but that yeah. is something that I looked at and thought, that's what I'm going to do. I'll build it into my plan. Yeah, if they don't have uh, any yeah. direct fire, of course. Of course. Yeah, I've, and for that, I do I actually really like that idea. That's that's quite cool. Um, I mean, I suppose you could break off some stealth drones. Oh, you wouldn't want to break off a stealth drone yeah. from the ghost kill because then you can be shootable. Um, there if is you the... need it, if you need to do mm. it to screen from a deep strike, you would. Yeah, yeah that's true. 
Yeah, that is true, actually. Um, if that's the only way to like deny them getting right, it's probably worth the CP to stop the four points. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Um, it's these little tactical plays that you wouldn't think of unless you, uh, unless you really had a deep dive on how it's going to kind of benefit you. Mm. Um, the next one is nice and easy, strike and fade. Uh, it, it does what it says on the tin. One CP slash two CP. Use a stratagem at the start of the shooting phase. Uh, notice that it says at the start of your shooting phase, select yes. one Tau Empire jetpack unit from your army. You can shoot with that unit, and then it can make a normal move up to six inches. That unit cannot shoot again this phase. If the unit contains five or less models, uh, it costs one CP, uh, two CP if it's six. Um, but it doesn't include your drone models, so it excludes drones. Uh, again, strike and fade, really nice, but you have to do it at the start. So, for example, yes. I've watched a few battle reports, and obviously they've got it wrong and then gone back. You do the beginning of the shooting phase, you go, I'm striking and fading, and then that crisis unit, ha- or that jetpack unit, has to shoot first. Yes, you don't get to see how the rest of your damage is done, and yeah. you don't get to see, get the knowledge of forethought of knowing you know, where you can allocate all your stuff. That has to go first, and then you have to do the movement with the lay of the land after them, like Correct. no no other assistance. It's a it's a big deal. I mean, it's perfect for like we mentioned about the fast unclose. Hey, I've dropped down. Um, they have full hit yeah. rerolls and wound rolls. Okay, mm-hmm. well I'll shoot them first because they're going to kill something. Done. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. A frequency lock is up next. One CP. Use strategy in shooting phase when a tower empire model from your army is selected to shoot to the end of the phase. Each time a that model makes an attack with a seeker missile, seeker missile rack, or destroy missile. First stop point. That attack can target units with one or more marker light tokens on them that are not visible to the attacking model and plus one to wound. Um, I I like this, hmm. but I just don't know how frequently you're going to want to do it. I mean, if you've got the seeker missiles, so be it. But we're talking about like, pretty much we're talking about sky rays. Yeah, are there any other applicable seeker units? Uh, yeah. Okay. So this is the thing. What I would probably say a uh, nice little combo that I was thinking of, and it's pretty much very out of box thinking. But um, piranhas, they have an ability where they can come on from any board edge within sixteen. It's like called flank harassment or something. And then you've got the remora stealth drones in the forge world that have marker lights attached to them. So if you really wanted to kind of pop a couple of piranhas around a flank, fly over a remora stealth drone, which is forge world, put a marker light on them, bam, suddenly you know, <laughs> you're going to do a lot of damage on that flank to hide those contempt to dreads or those dreadnoughts or vehicles that are hiding behind obscuring. Situational, but you've got to think about it in terms of if you're going against that, most people would probably try and screen you out. Mm. So it can work. If you, it's, a, it's a kind of gotcha moment, I'd say. Um, but it it's not too bad. It's perfect with Sky Rays, but I don't know how often Sky Rays are going to be taken. Yeah, that's fair. All right, you're up. Yeah, so... Um, what are we on? Oh yeah, Neuro System Jammer. Use a stratagem in your shooting phase. Select one enemy unit within 18 inches and visible to a Neuro Web System Jammer unit from your army. Roll a D6 on a 3 plus until the start of your next shooting phase. Each time a model in that unit makes an attack, subtract one from the attacker's hit roll. So this is just for people being confused, what the hell is a Neuro Web System Jammer unit? It's your Pathfinders. They have an yeah. ability and I don't really like this because I think that if your Pathfinders, they have to be visible. If your Pathfinders are visible to a unit, they're going to get dead. They're going to get shot. So I suppose if you... I play uh, my mate who's got Death Watch a lot, who has that auto-wound strat you know, with the 60 shots, <laughs> which is ridiculous. So I think if you did sacrifice a Pathfinder unit and go right there at minus one to hit, it stops his split-firing shenanigans. So yes. that's the only thing I can think of it being useful. Apart from that, it's a, it's a nay for me. 
Yeah, me too. All right. Repulse Impact Field. This is uh, quite good. One mm -hmm. CP. You discharge him in your opponent's charge phase. When a battle suit unit from your army is selected to target of a charge, until the end of the phase, subtract two from the charge rolls made for any unit that declares a charge against that battle suit. Lol. Well, so battle suit unit rather so it's not a single battle suit so you can, like we said you can have a unit of nine nine crisis suits just being the entire frontage of your army yeah You're just like come on mate Let, let's go you're not oh. going to make this charge and, and it's just going to be rough oh you've got a chaplain that gives you plus two to charge not anymore that's a shame that's oh a shame. you're <laughs> from deep strike you need a nine inch oh your gene stealers you need an eight inch no you need a ten or ten, if you're not or gene stealers, you need 11 yeah <laughs> so it's beautiful it's great um you should be using it all the time I, you should be you should be planning to use it. It's mm, a big deal. Yeah, definitely. I think placing these behind, you know, one inch away from the wall, that kind of stuff, and the shenanigans. Mm. You can, I don't. You could probably time it with the um, the fire warrior one as well. Um, yep. So you can you can abuse it. So mm. keep your eye on this one. Next one, ionized shock field, two CP. Use this stratagem in your shooting phase when a model in an enemy unit is destroyed by the result of an attack made with an ion weapon by a sept model from your army. Until the start of your next shooting phase, that enemy is not uh, affected by the aura abilities of other enemy units. Beautiful. Yeah, where where are we um where are we getting like a decent amount of these ion uh, units? crisis? So you got cyclic yep. iron uh, blasters. Yep. You've got pathfinders that have iron weapons. Um, yeah, cyclic ion rakers on your yeah. ghost kills. Yeah. So there's, yep. uh, yeah, let's just the main two units I think you're going to see coming from is crisis teams and or slash crisis bodyguards commanders. Anybody with an yeah. iron bla cyclic iron blaster, um, and then maybe pathfinders and like you said the ghost kill. Um, yeah. That is great. So you can just basically look at where your opponents, let's like, say Admech, and they're setting up their big unit of twenty oh, dudes yes. like Siegler's been yeah. piloting to perfection. You know, pick that unit and go. No, you can't have all those abilities on there. No, mm. not a chance. I'm not allowing That's, you to yeah. ignore AP one and two. I think that's what exactly right. Yeah. Or real wants to hit, wants to wound. Um, yeah, uh, that's it's phenomenally powerful. I yeah. think. Uh, and I think this is a reason that you want to sprinkle some ions. And just that's for this. why I've done it. I put a couple of ions in a crisis unit that drop down, mm. shoot something. Not intention to kill the unit, but just to go right. I've decimated it's, one and stop that one yeah. from having any extra movement or any rerolls. You're lining up next next turn's problem, and you're mm -hmm. sh shutting them down from from their goodness while you you waste uh, this turn's problem. I think it's incredibly powerful. I think yeah, for those people who are going to join on the part two, keep an eye out on this one because we're going to be combining it with a lot of other things that you can do. It's ridiculous. Mm. I think it's I think it's amazing. All right, sub munitions one CP. This was uh, previewed by J Dub. You strategy in your shooting phase when a hammerhead model from your army is selected to shoot. If that model is equipped with a railgun, instead of making attacks with that weapon, this phase select one enemy unit that is not within engagement range of any enemy units from your army and is within 36 of and visible to this model. Roll 1d6 for each enemy model in the unit. Add 1 to the roll if that unit has 11 or more models. For each 4+, plus, the enemy unit suffers 1 mortal wound to a maximum of 8. Um, look, if you're taking hammerheads, this is good when, you, mm -hmm. when you're in that matchup where they've got, you know, 120 racks. This is going to be a lot better <laughs> than that one shot you were going to have otherwise. Um, but yeah, apart from that, it's just kind of cute, I guess, if you're taking hammerheads. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, then the last one we got is photon grenade. So again, um, another one to deny some charges. So use a stratagem in your opponent's charge phase. When a photon grenade unit from your army is selected as a target of a charge, declared with an enemy unit, excluding vehicle and monster units, until the end of the turn, subtract two from the unit's charge rolls. Each time a model in the unit makes an attack, subtract one from the attacker's hit roll. So again... Nice little thing you can do uh, to make it harder for opponents to charge you. And if they do get in, they're going to be minus one to hit. 
I think that's so, really nice for one CP. Who's got photon grenades? Just so it'll be basically fire warriors, breaches. I believe your Kadra fire blade. Um, I'm gonna say ethereals, uh, but I'm just gonna check that now. Um, so basically, your core units like your fire warriors, uh, yeah. breach teams. Uh, Dark Strider has it, so your Kadra Fire Blade has it. Your Ethereals do not have it. Um, and also Pathfinders have it as well. So basically anything that looks like a Fire Warrior. <laughs> yeah, fair. Fair, yeah. fair, fair. Yeah. Um, all right. So that brings us to the end of the strats. What are your thoughts about the, the suite of strats available in this codex? I think it, I think it opens up the, uh, a player to look at going into games with an idea of some of the things they want to pull off. Uh, rather mm -hmm. than just going into a game going, right, who am I playing? Uh, can I beat this army? You can go in with a plan and you can say, right, I'm going to plan for this turn one alpha strike with my breaches, bump up the efficiency with these strats. Uh, then I want a bit of a defensible kind of like, I, I want to be able to defend against something that's coming in as a reaction. Cool. I can then plan to do minus two charge if you charge my battle suits or my fire warriors. And then obviously you've got the like you said about planning for the turn ahead, I've got these strats mm. where I can kind of stop this unit from moving uh, as quickly. Or, you know, there's loads of stuff that you can put into your basic battle plan before going into a game that I think really shakes up uh, the way that you're going to play and will definitely yep. catch an unaware opponent off guard. Yeah, I definitely agree with that one for sure. I, I think this is actually quite a good suite. Um, there's a lot of so there's there's only a handful that I think are bread and butter like turn in turn out some some uh, some armies have like five strats they want to use every turn I think mm. there's like three strats here or four you want to use every turn yeah but then there's just such a great toolbox of um, situational ones and you kind of got one for every occasion so I'm I'm a big fan. Yeah, CP management is going to be huge, as with all the armies coming out. Yep. So CP discipline, uh, mm -hmm. 100%. But like you said, a couple of ones. Um, and there's ways of obviously regenerating command points through Ethereal. There's a Relic that's yes. like 3+. Plus. So again, I think on average, a turn you'd be spending uh, between maybe 3 maybe four if you really need to bring in yep. the pain. But then again, yep. if you wanted to blow them all in one turn and it wins you the game, then hell, knock yourself out, go for it. You know, you've yep. definitely got yep. options to do whatever you want, whatever your style of play is. And that's Great. what I like about the new codex. It's whatever style you want to play, this book has the answers. Apart from Melee. <laughs> but you, you, you can have a little bit. Or you can, you can have a little bit. No, you can play all the crew. All the, you can play all the crew and have crew, a Melee. Like Farsight, Donkey Punch, yeah. Commander. <laughs> you're pseudo-orcs pseudo almost at that yeah. stage. Why do you and, need uh, any more? Yeah, that's right. Um, all right, dude. So on, on that note, that'll be the end of this uh, first half of the review. Please join us next week where Kyle and myself will be doing the next half of this. Or if you're so inclined, come over to part two. Where we're going to break down a bunch of listener questions in addition to talking about the first press competitive tower builds. What do they look like? What do they do? What are they trying to accomplish? The tech, the nuance, the integrity, good stuff. So we hope to see you over there. Um, Kyle, anything you want to plug uh, before we tune out? Um no, pretty much, pretty much, guys. Just um, enjoy reading the new codex. Look forward to speaking to you on the second part. Where we'll be going a bit more of a deep dive into some of the lists. I've definitely got a few that I want to talk about. So if you're yep. kind of keen to find out what a competitive build will look like, um, then tune in, and I will gladly tell you all of my little secrets. <laughs> so, <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we'll see you over on, the, on that side, guys. Take care, look after each other, and, yeah, um, join us over on part two. Love you all. Say goodnight, Kyle. Yeah, goodnight, guys. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to Art of War Down Under. 
a content review podcast for Warhammer 40k. Hosted by Adam Camilleri. Produced by Seamus Ronan. Enjoyed the show? Want your lists reviewed and the content you heard put into practice? Sign up to our Patreon and connect with us online or on Facebook. Just search for Art of War Down Under. Signing out from tomorrow.